The Dodgers won the first two games of a series again and lost the third. It was an offensive weekend for the Dodgers. Starting pitching is still a little bit of a struggle. We got some injury updates and maybe a name that we haven't heard in a while considered for the trade deadline. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And never miss a day by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube and get notified directly when our new episodes are out. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio. I'm usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, though today it'll just be me. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent time covering the team. We've been in the press box, been in the locker room. We've seen a lot of Dodger games in our lifetime, and we're bringing you what we think is a smart fan's perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning, and that's what I'm going to try and do today, or, you know, successfully do, I would say. Uh, the Dodgers won another series. The same way they won the first two series of this road trip, which was win the first two games and lose the third game. I don't, uh, I don't think it's ironic, but uh, the Dodgers were six and zero on this road trip in games that Will Smith started at catcher and zero and three in games that Austin Barnes started at catcher. So take with that what you might. Um, obviously, not ideal. Uh, the good news about the Dodgers this weekend was offensively, they put up a lot of runs. They put up a, a season-high 16 runs on Saturday. They put up 11 runs on Friday. It looked like they were on their way to put up another double-digit performance on Sunday. Max Muncy hitting the grand slam in that first inning, uh, but that was all they would score the rest of the day on Sunday. So, you know, tough break for them. But, like I said, offensively, Freddie Freeman – on fire is you know had a few home runs this weekend and maybe partially attributed to the new celebration they have there's a new uh celebration on you know doubles and extra base hits and uh it's you know dodgers kind of waving waving their hands in the air and we found out that it was thanks to a video that was out there of freddie freeman dancing to usher at the dodgers foundation gala and it's perfect. Uh, I guess they figured it out. Max Muncy hosted the, a lot of the team, or probably all the team, uh, for his kids' birthday party in Texas, and that's where they came up with it. So uh, it's fun. It seemed to work. The Dodgers put up a lot of runs this weekend, so hopefully that continues on. And, uh, you know, Freddie Freeman spearheaded one of those, so have, hopefully he continues on. Uh, other guys that, that had good weekends this weekend, you know, most of the offense had, at least some contributing uh, to the offensive outburst. Max Muncie, after we talked about him struggling, he uh, decided to start hitting the baseball. In his last four games, he has three home runs. He has about nine RBI. Uh, he had three hits one of the, on Saturday. You know, he, he we'll see if it's a Texas thing or we'll see if it's actually him, you know, finding something, something clicking and figuring it out, but that's a good sign for the Dodgers. 
Um, like I said, on Friday night, everyone in the starting lineup had a base hit. Yanni Hernandez, John DeLuca had a couple big plays over the weekend on, on defense. Uh, when Gonsolin, I think Gonsolin, they said he owes him a couple stakes. Uh, that was on Friday. And then, you know, Mookie Betts, on you know, Friday, Mookie Betts had a couple RBIs. Freeman, Will Smith, JD all had multiple RBIs. Max Valencia added one. Miguel Rojas added a hit and a couple walks. So offensively, it looked really good on Friday. And then Saturday, Bobby Miller had a very good outing. Six innings, three earned runs, six strikeouts. Left at 85 pitches. So if the Dodgers were hurting for relievers, you know, I think he, they maybe could have squeezed out another inning out of Miller. But, you know, strong performance there. And then offensively, Freddie had four hits. Muncie had three hits. JD had two hits. Peralta had four hits. Uh, a bunch of those guys had RBI. A bunch of those guys, you know, scored runs. It was an offensive explosion. And then on Sunday, like I mentioned, Max Muncie had the grand slam. Freddie Freeman still had a couple of hits. The Dodgers and, and DeLuca had a couple of hits. Uh, but there are still, you know, a couple not a lot of runs scored after that first or not zero runs scored after that first inning. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a good series win for the Dodgers. The starting pitching's not quite there, which we'll get into in a little bit because despite, you know, Bobby Miller had a quality start, six innings, three hits, Gonsolin, five innings, four earned runs, you know, kind of what we've been asking for, out of some of these other guys, you know, like Sheehan and Bobby Miller and even Michael Grove at this point, which is pretty bad. Three fifths of the Dodge rotation. We're kind of asking for five innings, four runs. I guess we can lump in Gonsolin with that at this point, uh, you know, we'll take the five innings and the four runs, especially if the Dodger offense is going to be performing the way they've been performing. You have a good chance of winning. If you can at least get that out of your starting pitching. But the the one I want to talk about is is Emmett Sheehan. He struggled. You know he he didn't get he didn't get through four innings. He walked four guys. He gave up eight hits, eight runs. Oh, five walks, five walks, eight hits, eight earned runs. Did strike out four and three and two thirds. But at that point, it's not a huge deal. Uh, he's now struggled a little bit. Well, not a little bit. He he hasn't been good. After those first couple of starts, it seems some of the shine has worn off on Emmett Sheehan. Um, he's not getting deep in the games. He's, or if he is, we'll look at his last three starts. So three and two-thirds, eight earned runs, five innings, four earned runs, three and two-thirds, five earned runs. Those are his last three starts. One of those starts is what we're kind of asking for, five innings, four runs. You know, the Dodgers will take that at this point. But the other two, he didn't get out of the fourth inning. He gave up a bunch of runs. Uh, and the big issue is the walks. He has 12 walks in his last three starts, um, 12 walks in just under 12 innings. So you're not going to get far in the big leagues if you can't keep guys from getting free passes and it's not, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm at Sheehan. You're not good. Blah, blah, blah. Like he was in double A this year and he probably would have maybe been called up to triple A by this point. Still working on those innings. Half the Dodgers not had a need for starting pitching. So, you know, he's learning on the fly, 
but I do think that hopefully the Dodgers can get something done in the next week before this deadline um, that involves some starting pitchers that allows Emmett Sheehan to kind of go down and work on whatever it is that's plaguing him in terms of the walks, whether it's mechanics, whether if it's, you know, it can be a few things for a young guy. You know, mechanics is obviously always going to be one of the first things you notice, but something else that, you know, may be happening here is, you know, he didn't really get hit his first couple of times, uh, his first couple of starts. And then he did start getting hit. And when you start getting hit as a young pitcher, you know, you try to probably, you know, this is assumptions, but something that I can, you know, say that might be happening here just for the simple fact of what we've seen, like his first two starts, he gave up three hits total and two runs total and went six innings each of those times. And then since then, he hasn't gone more than five innings and hasn't allowed less than three runs and hasn't allowed, you know, and has given up a bunch of walks. So what could be happening is you start getting hit. You want to be more, you know, fine with your pitches and you're trying to nibble a little bit and major league hitters are good enough to, you know, notice notice that and or layoff pitches that are borderline or that, you know, that they feel comfortable in that isn't a strike. So I think that's maybe something that's a little happening with Sheen a little bit. He's, you know, maybe trying to be too fine, catching himself in bad situations, getting these guys on base. And then when he does get the guys on base and he can't walk anymore, you know, the stuff has to be in the zone. So people, you know, major league hitters can hit stuff that's in the zone. So I think that's something that's what, what's happening with Sheehan. I would imagine he's going to get at least one more time through the rotation. Just, you know, unless the Dodgers trade for somebody tomorrow that was in his slot, uh, he gets at least one more time through the rotation. You know, if I was the Dodgers, I would just tell him, you know, focus on throwing strikes. Folk, don't don't worry about getting hit so much as to worrying about not walking guys. And if you're not walking guys, you know, your stuff is good enough to where you're not going to get beat extreme. And if you do, then, you know, hats off to the other team. But, you know, giving them walks, giving them runners on base, and then giving up hits is not an ideal situation. So I'm going to get into more stuff from over the weekend. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. What does that mean? So tonight, the Dodgers are back home. Freddie Freeman's on the heater. If you think Freddie Freeman is going to get a hit, you can put Freddie Freeman for a hit. If you think Mookie Betts is going to get a home run, you can put Mookie Betts home run. If you think that you know, uh, David Peralta is going to have, I don't know if there's a lefty on the mountain, but if you think David Peralta is going to have an RBI, you can put RBI and up to eight picks. You can do that. And you can win a hundred times your money on daily fantasy baseball doing that because sleeper is offering a 100 time payout for up to eight pick contest. You choose as many as eight players you like, you pick more or less on their favorite baseball on your favorite baseball stats, home run strikes, hits, etc. Get your picks right. And you could win big, Check out the Sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball. It's an easy way to have some fun and put some more, you know, if you're not fully invested in some of these games or into games of other teams, you can get fully invested by putting some daily fantasy baseball picks down and seeing what happens. So go check it out right now. And when you get the Sleeper app, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. That's a $100 time payout. 
and a hundred dollar first match match on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And remember that you can listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game with SiriusXM or the SXM app, all you got to do is search Dodgers. So SiriusXM, SXM app, search Dodgers, and you can listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game. All right, so some more notes from over the weekend. Um, one on on the injury side. So J.D. Martinez missed the game on Sunday. It was announced that he had felt something in his hamstring and his glue and pregame. And it was precautionary that he was going to be out. Dave Roberts said that uh, after the game that he, it doesn't seem like he's going to be out long. He's for sure not going to play Monday, hopefully ready for Tuesday. This is one of those that is worrisome because one, you know, the Dodgers either don't let on how, how things are sometimes or, they're just, uh, you know, diagnose. They try not to let on, I guess, is, is probably the biggest thing there. So, you know, it, it's kind of a running joke when you see Robert say something like, it's not going to take long, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the follow-up by some Dodger fans is, oh, so we'll see him in two weeks after he's on the I.O. But hopefully that's not the case. J.D. obviously is a big part of this Dodger offense. And it the Dodgers don't have enough hitters right now to be like, oh, okay, like, you know, we lose a DH, you put Max Muncy at DH, and then you have somebody else play there, or, you know, whatever the case is. They'd be able to hold their own, but JD's a big part of this offense, so hopefully it's not anything more than what they're saying, which is just a precautionary hamstring issue, maybe the heat in Texas or something like that. Um, but regardless, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, on Clayton Kershaw's side, he did throw another bullpen session. He seemingly survived that. He was going to throw another bullpen on Sunday, but they pushed it back to Monday here at Dodger Stadium. He's going to throw an up and down session, which you know he'll throw and then he'll sit and then he'll come up and throw against you know more closely simulated to what a game situation would be like. After that, he's supposed to face hitters. And then after that, then the Dodgers would decide, do they want him to throw a sim game or do they want him to re- to activate him? Uh, they keep saying that no minor league rehab assignment will be needed. Obviously, you know, this is he- like the fact that he's throwing this Monday, which means to probably throw that sim game or throw to hitters by the end of this week. Uh, which is ideal because you want to have all that done before the trade deadline to make sure that he'll be all right. You know, he doesn't have the pain. Obviously, they're they're sitting on because the doctor recommended it and whatever they saw on his shoulder, you know, maybe they thought he wouldn't be able to throw, you know, 15 or plus more starts, whatever case. But you're like, oh, okay, well, if he can throw like 10 starts for a year, he'll be all right, something like that. So I feel like that's kind of what's, you know, keeping him out, especially if he doesn't have any pain specifically. But obviously it's a big week for him to just make sure that there's no pain, to make sure that he continues and remains healthy. Um, because if he goes down, 
you know, I don't expect the Dodgers to go into desperation mode and, you know, trade 10 prospects for a starting pitcher, but they would have a little bit more need for a starting pitcher. Uh, if that was the case, obviously, than they already do. So we'll see what happens with Kershaw, but, you know, kind of speaking on that starting pitching front, you know, obviously the Dodgers just went six and three on this road trip and, Things are seemingly pretty good, but it's not all roses, especially when it comes to the Dodgers starting pitching, because despite how good the Dodgers did on this road trip, the starting pitching was not that great. Uh, Our buddy Eric Steven had a tweet showing how the Dodgers did, and it was... Starting pitchers allowed 28 runs in 29 and two-thirds innings this week, even if you take out the eight-run starts by Julio and Sheehan. The other four starts had a 5-1-4 ERA. So even if you take out 16 earned runs by Julio and Sheehan, the Dodgers starters still had a combined 5-1-4 ERA in the rest of the time. And that's with Bobby Miller's six innings, three runs, so if you take that out, it's you know even worse. So obviously the starting pitching is in rough shape right now. And you know, it's one of those where at this point, all we're asking for, at least Jeff and I have been asking for is five innings, four runs, which you know is a little bit over four ERA. Uh it's not good, but it's what you can legitimately ask for with some of these guys throwing. Um so it's tough. You know, obviously it's tough right now for the starting pitching. We talked about Emmett Sheehan. You know, Tony Gonsolin just hasn't really been that guy this year. Um, he hasn't been able to get deep into games. He hasn't even really been able to prevent runs like he's north, like he's used to. He, he's just, you know, a mixed bag at this point. You don't know what, what you're going to get out of Tony Gonsolin. Bobby Miller, that's a couple of struggle games, but for the most part has been, you know, pretty good. And, I would imagine would continue on in this rotation unless the Dodgers get a lot of guys here at the deadline coming up in terms of starting pitching. Julio, at this point, who knows? You know, we're hoping, well, at least his next start will be here at Dodger Stadium and where he's been really, really good this year. So we'll see if the, at the very least, if he's pitching here, um, he'll pitch better. But yeah, it's it's not good right now. I don't think it's not good in general. Yes, you know, results kind of prove that bear that out differently. But you know, I wouldn't say like, oh, the Dodgers don't have a good rotation. I think they're not pitching well, and one of the reasons they may not be pitching well is because some of them aren't ready, and some of them just aren't as good. You know, Michael Grove should be a number five starter at best where he's at right now, but in here he's been like their third best starter. You know, at least recently. you know, Emmett Sheehan should probably still be in the minor leagues. Bobby Miller shouldn't even maybe still be in the minor leagues, even though he's held his own. You know, Tony Gonsolin probably would have had an IL stand apparent, you know, if if they had healthy arms because he hasn't been able to figure out he's, you know, has hit a, you know, his arm hits a, I don't know exactly what's wrong with him, but he's not built up to be throwing all these innings like we want him to. It's not working out. And then Julio, you know, not good. Kershaw been good, but hurt. We talked about that. And there's not really anybody down there. You know, Ryan Pepio's working his way back. He had another rehab start. You know, he might be here in a couple more weeks, depending on if they need him. Noah Syndergaard had another rehab start. He went five innings but gave up 
I think four or five runs, something like that. Um, so it's not like you're down there, you know, dominating the minors. And then at least if he came back up, you'd feel confident. Like if they brought back Syndergaard right now for a spot start or something, you wouldn't feel confident other than the fact that he can throw a hundred pitches and hopefully those hundred pitches come before he allows like six runs. Like, you know, that's really what you're hoping for when it comes to Syndergaard. You know, Pepio might be a guy again, but some of these guys also might be on their way out in order to bring in some other starting pitches or some other you know position players too. So. There's a lot going on, but, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is the bullpen's holding it down relatively well. The offense is performing really, really well. So the Dodgers have been able to go from four games back in the division just like a few weeks ago to four games up in the division now. Now they do play the Diamondbacks and Giants here the last couple months of the season, so that's going to be big. And, you know, obviously they need to continue winning in order to, to do that, but they seem to be in a good spot. They can just get a little bit more from their starting pitching. So there was a couple names floated this weekend for who the Dodgers might look like for a potential right-handed bat off the bench. So that's what we're going to get into next. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. We're back. Thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube and listen every day and become a part of the Everydayers. It's a very exclusive club that you can easily join just by listening every day. And if you cannot watch the game but you want to listen, the Dodgers home broadcast is available on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search for Dodgers. All right, so starting pitching obviously a major thing at the deadline that the Dodgers are looking for but they are also looking for a right-handed bat or at least a bat a, an upgrade offensively you know if it was someone of Juan Soto's caliber which I, I don't think it's happening at this point but you know then it doesn't matter if he gets right or lefty uh but that's not the case here they are looking for somebody that you know can upgrade them or at least hit left-handed pitching uh which is the main thing of more so than hitting right-handed so you know john deluca had three hits over the weekend had those two plays off uh defensively you know he could be that guy but obviously right now they're gonna look for somebody that's a little bit more established just to be sure because you know they do need to continue to win uh in order to fail the season trace thompson was assigned to the arizona complex league i believe so he's starting his rehab assignment but i'd unless he magically fixed his swing or he's going to come up and have, you know, a, a second half like he did last year. Uh, I don't expect too much there. Jake Mersnick supposed to be out at least three weeks. I don't expect much there. So hopefully the Dodge can find someone that fills that role a little bit better. So in this article by Fabian Ardai from the athletic, he said the Dodgers are monitoring the Mets closely over the coming days, uh, specifically for maybe a bullpen piece with David Robertson and then with two right-handed hitting outfielders and Tommy Fan and Mark Canna. Now, Tommy Fan, you may have different you know feelings about him in general, but he has been really good this year. He has an 889 OPS against lefties this season. He's really turned it around after kind of struggling there at the start of the year. I believe he's been dealing with an issue and he yeah, he has a groin issue. Came out of the game early on Thursday, and he's been dealing with that since All-Star break. He didn't play Friday or Saturday. But if he's healthy and, you know, you – I guess with him, you kind of hope that he just doesn't 
disrupt the clubhouse, which I don't think a guy like him would in terms of being a veteran. You know, we know the thing with the – he's had some other issues and then also the, like the fantasy football thing, like slapping jock, but I don't think that would be an issue if he came to the Dodgers. But the other guy is Mark Canna, who's not as good in terms of OPS against lefties this year, but still 756 OPS. He can hit – he can play the corner outfield. He's somebody that has – he has a club option for next year with a $2 million buyout. So it wouldn't be that expensive if you got him and didn't keep him around. Um, so, that you know, that's somebody that, that could work out. Both those guys, like I said, would work in terms of they can play corner outfield and they are either above average or at least pretty good, or slightly above average against left-handed pitching. Both guys, again, playing with the Mets has been frustrating for probably everyone involved there. So – it's one of those things where I don't know if it's a, you know, when Mark Canna specifically, like, is it a, uh, one of those where he would benefit from being somewhere else? I don't know, you know, but it's possible. And, you know, all you need is somebody to get hot for a little bit in order to justify, you know, any trade that you make. So, but the one name that was interesting that was mentioned here, and I'll read it exactly how it is from the article. So it says, quote, Los Angeles would also consider a reunion with Enrique Hernandez, a leak source said, if he's willing to fit into the kind of niche role the Dodgers are seeking to fill. So, yeah, Kike Hernandez, who has not been good this year offensively at all. He has a 597 OPS. He's worth been worth negative 0.7 B-War, which you can mind that with Austin Barnes, and you're two games down than where you were right now. Um, but we know, you know, essentially we know what Kike should bring, which is, a solid glove at multiple positions. Maybe, you know, at least in Boston, they've played him at a bunch of different spots full time and he hasn't really got, you know, he played some shortstop to start the year after Trevor Story got hurt. He was everyday center fielder for a little bit. He was everyday swing baseman for a little bit. He hasn't obviously been able to lock down a spot offensively. And then when you play him too long at one place defensively, at least from the couple of Red Sox fans I know, I see Kike as a point of frustration on defense as well. Uh, again, I haven't really watched any of their games, but just based on people I know that do watch a lot of the games, you know, but I don't know if it's one of those where at this point they're kind of over him in general. So anything he does is just not going to look good, but yeah, he has, like I said, not been good this year. He has struggled since he been to Boston. He had a really good first year in Boston in 2021. Then last year, 629 OPS, 73 OPS plus this year, 599 OPS, 61 OPS plus. He's got 11 doubles, six homers, um, but he's striking out at a pretty, not high clip, but a decent clip, 68 strikeouts and 320 or 297 at-bats. And it's one of those that you just hope that a little bit of magic gets unlocked when he comes back here. And you hope that, you know, he's not going to be an everyday player. So you're hoping that he fills the role that he used to fill, which was, you know, play strong defense where they need him, hit against left-handed pitching, and then come up clutch in the postseason. And I think, you know, it's one of those where, you know, do you trade for a Kiki Hernandez, even though he hasn't been good because you're hoping that he remembers and finds those clutch you know, that clutch nature that he used to bring to the Dodgers, even though, you know, because there were times at the Dodgers where he wasn't that good offensively, but did come up, come through in the clutch. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you, 
you know, look for. I don't know exactly what you want out of it. And, you know, you try to look at Kike's stats and, and, you know, you try to justify it, but he hasn't been good in like the last month. He hasn't been good in the last, he, it's not like he had, he had a hot streak and then like a cold streak or a long cold streak surrounded by a hot streak. Looking up and down at a season so far this year, he hasn't really had any hot streak. And, you know, the good part is like the Dodgers offensively, they're not looking. I guess they are looking for offense. Obviously, they're looking for a right-handed bat that can hit against left-handed or at least start against left-handed pitching because they don't want to start Hayward. They don't want to start Peralta. So in that in that sense, you know, I guess it's better. And would he be an upgrade? I guess right now you're looking at it. Would he be an upgrade over Yanni Hernandez on the current roster? You would hope so. You would think so. You know, Yanni Hernandez hasn't had too much time at the plate. He did have a hit this weekend. You know, he he does put the ball, bat on the ball. Um, there's just not much power or anything to it. So, yeah, Kike, interesting. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I think the Dodgers, you know, at that point would rather just – I guess if it comes cheap enough, it could happen and they can say, Hey, you know what? Hopefully he does better here than he has been in Boston. You know, it's tough to play in Boston and the fans love him here. So maybe that factors into it, but we'll see what happens, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank y'all for listening. Thanks for making lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Every day, make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, make sure to listen every day, become a part of the everydayers. It's a great club to be a part of. You don't want to miss out on that. You can listen to the home broadcast of the Dodgers games on SiriusXM or the SXM app if you search Dodgers. You can find us on lock there if you search Lockdown Dodgers, which is how you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. Guess you'll get a hold of us via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. That's 5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car. If you're at home, check Smart Device Play Podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.